This podcast is presented by Rabbi Clarence Hodgkin, speaking to the Millennial everyone. Welcome. Rosh Hashanah is super close. I'm recording just a couple of days before September 25th, where at night we will celebrate Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. Every year there descends and radiates a new and renewed light, which has never yet shown. For the light of every year withdraws into its source, the essence of the infinite light. And on Rosh Hashanah, when the moon is covered and concealed, a new light through the sound of the shofar, our prayers, comes out to this world. And not just any light, but a superior light is elicited, a new and more sublime light that has never yet shone since the beginning of time. Its manifestations, however, depend on the actions of those below and on their merits and penitence during the ten days of tshuva. That was written by the first Chabad Rebbe, Reb Schneir Zalman of Liadi, born in 1745. The Alta Rebbe, as he was known, wrote this to give us an idea of what it means to have ahead of a year. If time is arbitrary, why do we need to celebrate a New Year's, or the head of the year, in our words? Well, the idea is, is that time is actually energy. There's three major types of energy in this world. One energy is called space. The other is time, and the other is individual self or spirit. So these three concepts of time, space, and spirit converge every year and recede to its source. That means that if there's a seminal point of creation, like a birthday, a seminal point of breathing your own ear, then every time you revisit that time, it's as if all is aligned, the cosmos are aligned, and there is a portal created to that seminal moment. So the meaning of that moment has a full capacity to bring itself to the forefront every year on that day. That's why when we celebrate birthdays, essentially what we're celebrating is the infinite purpose of what the moment represents, that the world couldn't live without you. And the world needs your purpose and your meaning. So on Rosh Hashanah, what we call the head of the year, is because we're celebrating the birth of the head, the human, Adam, or the androgynous being, which split into male and female. This idea that we celebrate that on Rosh Hashanah is so that all human beings can find their source in this holiday. See, this holiday is about not just renewal, but deeper appreciation for the human experience. It's so often that I hear that people are like, what is the human experience ultimately about? Why do we need to do this? Sadly, there's so much depression and sadness right now in the world. So if you're listening to this, join with me in trying to be more optimistic 
and present about the beauty and value of life. Share it with people around you. Come up with your own language. That's really what Rosh Hashanah is about. One of the things we do, for example, is wish each other a happy and sweet new year, which is all about the ability to have a sweet new year, mean revealed good. You could say things are good for you, but they don't always reveal themselves, and later on you find out it was good for you. Sweet means in the moment it's good for you, and you know that. So we have time, space, and spirit. Time has a sense of concealment, and the concealment of time is that it can just be seen as a measurement of elapsed moment, an arbitrary concept. So does space. Space has a concealment. Space does not show itself where its energy comes from that compels it to be what it is and how it came into being. You just see it for what it is. It takes great thought and meditation to go beyond what you see, to see beneath it. And then, of course, our sense of individuality, our spirit, our soul is also concealed. On Rosh Hashanah, we spend time trying to reveal the essence of this physical material experience. In space, we try to create a space for ourselves that is one of celebration and holiday, as well as awe and seriousness to think about, like, what am I here for? The same thing is with my sense of time. Like, I create the two days of Rosh Hashanah, the 48 hours, as a birthday for the human experience and think deeply about my place in the human experience and how time itself, it's not like we're just counting the day, the years until we got to this point, but like we read from the Alta Rebbe earlier, how a new light can come out with each human being, with each year, with each time is the possibility to understand not only the past, but also the present. And the present is where is where time really shows its magic. Boy, does time slow down when you meditate and focus and simply get into it. I was attending a, a, a class the other day, and I was thinking for a moment how it took a lot longer than it felt, felt like a lot longer than an hour for that class. And I was like, that's possibly, this is the right metaphor, that when things are, quote, difficult, time feels longer. But shouldn't they also feel longer when things are good? Well, that can only happen with deep presence. And then, of course, we have spirit individuality. It's so important to think of yourself as an individual, as unique, as somebody who has something compelling them and nurturing them and has confidence in them and their unique spirit and ability to be who they are. And when that comes on Rosh Hashanah, we blast the shofar representing that simple sound, that deep primal cry within us, that deep primal yearning to see purpose and meaning in everything. Now, the sound is personal, but it's also ancestral because when you hear the sound of the shofar, you're also hearing this incredible sound that our, your parents heard and their parents heard going all the way back. So this is ancestral call. Even somebody who converted to Judaism they, they're still going into a place where this is a sound that's been heard by, by generations for three and a half thousand years. So when you have this type of incredible chain reaction to this primal visceral sound, it is because we're trying to converge time and space and spirit and to see this moment as a possibility. We want to see the possibilities of what this year has to bring. We want to deeply go within ourselves and ask ourselves, have I, to bring, have I brought all that I could bring out to this world? Can I bring more to reality? This coming year has some interesting subplots. In addition to it being another year, in the Jewish calendar year, it is 5783. Now, 8-3 is very interesting simply because 
in Hebrew, it's the words pay gimel. Now, when the decade started, the pay decades, pay represents the 80s uh, of this of this of the cycle we're in. And it also eight is about transcendence, whereas seven is about the natural cycle. Eight is about transcending the natural cycle or peering beyond what just is going on on the surface. Talk about seeing the what is concealed. And when we do this, the, the 80s, when I started, when I did Rosh Hashanah in 2020, I was like, oh, it was 2019 still. And I was like, oh, the 80s are coming. Wow, it's going to be transcendent times. It's going to be all fantastic for everyone. Well, I was a little off. We haven't quite been all fantastic for everyone. In fact, it's been quite difficult the first couple of years of this decade. So I'm less inclined to make these predictions. Nevertheless, it is 5783 and pay gimel. You can turn it into an acronym. The Chabad Rebbe was very into turning each year into an acronym to sort of give it a theme. And the theme of this year, Pei Gimel, is, is you could say it's great abundance, could be the name, Parnasa Gedola. Or you could also say it's great wonder, Pela Gadol. So there's like this, it's, uh, it's, it's really like this idea that Pei represents sort of like what is the essence of abundance and what is the essence of of the miraculous, the transcendent. In other words, what is at the essence that is concealed? We call that pnimius, like pure inside sense of belonging and a sense of being that is beyond measure and beyond necessarily circumstances. So this this cycle, what's even more interesting is that it comes out in a year that this year is in an eighth cycle of the Shemitah years. Now, the way that works is like this. We have actually two kind of calendars in Jewish tradition. Our most dominant calendar is our lunar calendar. Since we left Egypt, we have a moon calendar. And the moon calendar, to me, is a super fantastic calendar simply because it's, the, it's, it's very real. It represents the subtle changes of day-to-day life, the idea that we are reflectors of energy more than we are the givers of energy. And we have this type of like connection to to the way the world works that like a moon where we're constantly ebbs and flows and changing. It's constantly changed us. That's why before the Jewish people could leave and be a free people, the first mitzvah that the Jewish people got as a nation was to follow the moon. It means to see the ebbs and flows of life, that every day is a little different and to be consciously aware of those differences. And the more conscious aware you are of those differences, the more you start adapting and realize that this is a game of growth. Life is about growth. And growth sometimes comes in uncomfortable manners. And sometimes it's this incredible gift that gets you inspired and psyched up for what's to come. But nevertheless, it's a constant element of growth happening. So we also, though, have a solar calendar, which is rented re- represented by every seven days is Shabbat. Every seventh year is a sabbatical year. Now, the eighth day of the week is just Sunday, restarting the cycle. But the eighth year after a sabbatical year is called a year of high a year of gathering. So that means this year we're going into the year of abundance and the year of inner depth is also a year of gathering. And gathering means simply bringing together good people in your abode and their abode and their space and filling it with positive vibes. Well, whether it's 
bringing people together to take on a new project, to discuss the state of the world and try to turn it into a positive thing. Game night doesn't really matter what you're doing, but getting together is really at the heart of what this year is really about. And what is more abundant mindset than being able to share your life with people around you? What is more abundant than being able to connect with those around you? So I think the theme of this year has an opportunity to really inspire us to do something truly amazing. For example, when we do gatherings generally, the gatherings have an attitude of, I really want to get out, I just want to be around people, or I have to, I have to be a part of this meeting and I have to get around people. But what about um, preemptively gathering people because the gathering itself is something that human beings collectively, by being in each other's presence, grow and are able to become more than they are alone. And especially after the last couple of years where we had many moments alone and many moments of despair, I think it's an incredibly opportune time to think about a state of gatherings, like what could be your monthly gathering? Tune in with me. I'll have monthly gatherings happening as much as I can, but definitely this is something on my mind. How could we have gatherings on a regular basis to inspire presence within one another, to inspire connection, and then more importantly, to encourage each other that the challenges we face around our growth and around the things that we want in life are actually not things to fear, but things to inspire us. So this year, Rosh Hashanah, coming up this Sunday night, September 25th, is is such a beautiful time. Listen to that shofar. Find somewhere to hear a shofar. We're going to be doing it in Venice Beach. Feel free to reach out if you'd like to join. And just tune into your primal voice that has come from a long journey. It's come from a faraway place to have its opportunity to be in its own life. At some point in existence, it was all data. And now all we feel and see is matter. But don't forget that that data turning into matter had a compelling feature. The compelling feature was that I can't have purpose without being in this physical state. In the data state, it's pure flow. So what we do in this physical state is bring the flow into the matter. In other words, we, we try to work with nature, work with our bodies, work with our sense of spirituality. And within that flow and physical self is the beautiful harmony that we're capable of. And if we feel the sense of harmony and share that sense of harmonies with other, we'll have a year of that feeling of abundance and tranquility, and more importantly, a year of growth and connection. Wishing you a happy and healthy, sweet new year. Lots of love. I look forward to many more podcasts and connections moving forward in the New Year. Right, left for ten hut salute. We front lines on this battle for the truth. Stay true to the roots and water the seeds. Shine on and harvest the fruits. It's the art of the goose. Ain't no dilly dally, pole position rally. Even though we walk through the valley, and we can see death. This tour life got us covered, no sweat. Cool breeze, you and me adds up to we. Unstoppable forces, we can't be beat. Tell them bring on the heat. Stike check one two, sonic zoo. Gather round and learn the parable on the art of do. It's the essence of the tribe. Manifest from the heavens through the tide. More blessings than room, oddly die. So fight with no fear, cause victory's here. The road to freedom ain't never been so clear. We live in Mizraim, and we had a design. More light, more life, Lahaim. the army of Hashem. Tevis Hashem, Hashem Tevakais. Tevis Hashem, 
the army of Hashem.